Um, hey, hey, Robin, I think you might have at least me outclassed with the at least twice have I ever game because you've got the experience of like being a dom, <laughs> like a pro dom. So I feel like you're gonna be like at least twice have I ever been elbow deep in someone, and I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. Who do I drink? And you're going to be like, at least twice have I been elbow deep in someone's ass. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm drinking. <laughs> I think I might be the famous one. Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate. Relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Robin Beach, the sex-positive lifestyle-inclusive talk radio host from Split Radio, will join us today. Robin is a queer, non-monogamous, sex educator, coach, consultant, former stripper, former nurse, pro-dom, and parent of two. You can follow Robin at Sex with Robin or check out her website at sexwithrobin.com. Juniper, my only ever one-night stand, is also back to add her hilarious, positive, fun self to the mix. We're going to be playing Never Have I Ever, which is a party game where we try to find things we haven't done that the others have done. We are going to be talking about things like fisting someone or having sex with someone twice your age or having sex in a bathroom and of course lots more here on intimate interactions i mean you're younger than i am <gasps> are you what year are you born in 87 i was born in 86 september <gasps> nice yeah no you're i'm, I'm the weirdo here <sighs> i feel so much better oh do i want to know what year you were born is it before 2000 yeah Okay, then I'm okay. I was like, if that answer is not a yes, <laughs> I'm in serious legal trouble. Not necessarily, dude. Well, well, I just mean because Juniper and I have had sex in the past. And it was like six or seven years ago, we think, so. It was, it was uh, a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Was, I, was like, I was like, 2000, oh my God, I hope that answer's a yes. It's so funny, I was, born, was like, so I was born in 93, but I still would be weirded out if I was dating someone that was born after 2000. I don't know why. Like, it's not even that far of an age, but it's just uh, like 2000. Psychological. Such a, you such could be born in 2000 year. and be 22, so. Yeah. So literally, they'd be from another millennium from you. Yeah, I'm right on that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> millennium. Or, or as my kids like to say, my kids will say, my eldest, he went, when I told him the year I was born, he goes, you were born in the 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck my life. Yeah, you can tell him that you're older than Google. Oh, God. Well, I told actually, him. I don't know. He has a hard time, like, understanding the timeline a little bit. Like, the fact that I was born before YouTube and before even the internet, even before yeah. Netflix. And, you know, and then he's like, were there trucks when you were a kid? Were there? <laughs> That's so cute. Like, oh, buddy. I love it. Were there trucks? What did, what did little kids play with? Did they just, like, roll around sticks? <laughs> Were there trucks? Amazing. Well, you were born in the 1900s, so they were just... Yeah, yeah we just played in the dirt. <laughs> I have been guilty of the... I was a kid! What I would have done for this meal! 
You don't know how lucky you are. But I was, yeah, I grew up with low income. And I'm like, you're so lucky when I was a kid. And I can already feel their eyes rolling. So I got to try to figure that out. Literally, as they get older, they'll just learn to roll their eyes harder and further back in their head until they master their zombie look. <gasps> That'd be so much fun. We love playing zombie. It's it's fair. Yeah, they will be in the zombie walk, I'm sure. We play it with Nerf guns all the time. Like, if you ever end up in a Shaun of a Dead type situation, you'll be like, just pretend I'm telling you about when mommy was a little girl. <laughs> and roll your eyes all the way back and then just like... <laughs> do that just channel that energy and we'll get out no problem and they will all of your kids will. will survive because you It'll told work. them boring stories about the 1900s thank you we'll survive because of that <laughs> well not if you get startled oh you're right you missed this Jennifer. sorry i'm a really big like horror movie person and i love you know um survivalist stuff i'm really into like survivalist stuff and I am really easily startled and I scream. And this was pointed out recently that it doesn't matter how much I learn these certain survivalist skills. I'm going to get us all dead because I'm going to scream. <laughs> so, I'm the same way. The I'm, so I'm still, I'm still processing and grieving that because it's really upsetting. Because <laughs> it's right. It's true. Do you folks want to do another Never Have I Ever? How about the Twice Have I Ever? Or another? Yeah, oh, tell yeah me let's do one. We can do another one. played that. Um, we we could do both, but I mean, well, would you like to start with Twice Have I Ever and take a little break from Never Have I Ever? No, we can do Never Have I Ever. I sure. just, because um, I have a bunch of like actual sexual ones. Like I like was kind of oh, giving fun. the tame ones. That's fair. No, it's always good to finish strong. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether it's sexual or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Welcome everyone to another session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with Juniper and Robin and we're doing a special session where we're playing radio games. Never Have I Ever in this case. And it's been awesome. Um, Juniper, did you want to go first this time and get us started? Sure. Um, I know the answer to this for this one for both of you, but <laughs> never have I ever fisted somebody else. Oh, I need to drink multiple times. Yeah. I definitely fisted someone. <laughs> I, I love that we've someone. never met and you're like, I know you've done this, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I just know. <laughs> this is like technically. And the the like, answer is yes. French vanilla with like a shot of caramel or something. Not necessarily. I know some, you know, some, it's not a contest. You know, I've, kinky people can really, really lean heavily, strongly towards one kink or another and not others. Even myself, I consider myself a very sexual and kinky person. And yet I don't like penetrative anal to receive. Yeah. So like that doesn't make I've me any less kinky. I've just never done the fisting. But... I, I I mean, I one of my most popular classes is a fisting class, and I do a fisting demo. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say I've fisted a hole or two. <laughs> and I've been a stunt top, so I have been the teacher's assistant when, not specifically Robin, but when a different sex educator who teaches fisting, um, erotic <laughs> education with Melody Ann. Yes. Um, needed sure. needed a stunt top and was like, hey, I want to teach this workshop on squirting and fisting. Do you want to come and fist me and make me squirt? And I was like, <laughs> do I? And she was like, you won't get paid as much as me, but I can pay you something. And I was like, you had me. Do you want to come fist me in front of a room full of strangers? <laughs> I know. True. Obviously, I'm not getting paid as much. Sorry, go ahead. Can I talk about an experience I watch you do? 
Yes. Yeah, I what? watched you double fist someone for the first time. Aww, oh my so goodness, sweet. you were there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I had that like a was, front row that seat. Was, that was also um, erotic education with Melody Ann. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it my be. class. Ah, sorry, that was a bowl, <laughs> not someone Did you break interested. something? Are you okay? I am perfectly fine. Thank you for your concern. It's too it's excited. <laughs> I was definitely just too excited thinking about how I hadn't made that connection, that you were there for that. Amazing. Yes. Um, yeah. As they say in boxing, I gave her the old one-two. Yes. <laughs> I remember you, like, she wanted to move or something, and you just literally picked her up while, like, you were inside of her and moved her whole body. And it's like, you made, like, a fun noise, too. You're like, whoop. Beautiful. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, that is very me to do that. I don't 100% remember that clearly. I think my brain was like addled by all the endorphins of enjoying the novelty. And also it was a competition, right? It was a sex educator competition where like two bottoms started like friend, friendly talking smack to one another about who could take more. And then they were like, no, we're doing competition. We're seeing who can take more. And like, they were both basically like, okay, line up the fists from like smallest to biggest. <laughs> I'll see who could like take more. And I was like, wait, but uh, how do you feel about just like, yeah, they decided to start with like regular partners first and see if like that would be a thing. You know what? Um, we're talking about different then, situations. Have I double fisted some, have I? <laughs> Double fisted someone else. So it Where was, was at this? a I don't remember what the conference was called, but it was like an after party in a hotel. Um Yeah, it was like a converge con in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same one. Maybe, yeah. Maybe this I'm this was all the talk. This is all the smack. The, no, they were talking smack when you weren't there. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think you missed the preamble. <laughs> but the preamble was like there was all this conversation about like different fist sizes and how they were going to rank each other. And then literally when we got down there, it was like, well, let's just get warmed up with our partners and see how we feel. And I think it was just going to turn into fucking in an orgy. Um, and then what ended up happening was Melody got super turned on and was like the whole like, because like Melody really likes the stretching, really likes the competition, really likes the bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger. Not competition like destroying someone, but like competition like really enjoys, in my opinion anyway, I think she is awesome and really enjoys the idea of being recognized for how awesome she is. And she is uh -huh. awesome. So we're in this like fun situation, all mature consenting adults, obviously, and sex educators, most of us. Um, and literally she was like, yeah, we've never done a second fist before. Do you want to try for it? And I was like, I would absolutely. And she was like, I can't promise anything. And I was like, yeah, me neither, but we should totally try for it. And we did. And it was touch and go for a while there. Two fists is a lot. But as they say, two fists are better than one. So we tried <laughs> and in it went. That's so sweet. Sometimes you just have to aim for the uterus and punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you do it. I don't know. We were not, not paying attention it. in the classes. Do but... not try this at home. <laughs> I do love it. I've seen that where Melody was doing a, a demo and it was for a different sex educator that was doing a fisting thing. And the educator was trying to tell everyone that you're supposed to do the, um, I'm just going to describe it with my words, the silent duck when you go in yes. and then yep. turn it into a fist. You don't go in and out while your hand is in a fist shape. But Melody was begging for it. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> the, the educator was like legit holding the fist hand shape. 
the entire time and going in and out completely and was turning to the audience and being like, don't do this unless they really want it. This is not how you're supposed to do it. It was, it was a good time. I love, I love, I love our, our people. I love our whole world. Our people are great. I a hundred percent. There's just something everyone's so like, that's so melody. Free. Yeah, it is a hundred percent. That was so melody for sure. Shout out. It's, She's awesome. Yes. Erotic education with Melody Ann is is awesome. Yes. Who's whose turn is it? Are we doing Never Have I Ever? <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think I, it's yours. I just did the Oh um, right, you did fisting. fisting. Yeah. We did fisting and apparently we can talk for a long time about fisting. <laughs> it's okay. That's my favorite part, honestly, about this game is story time. I love the story Agreed. time. I Agreed. had one in my head and now I have to look at it again. I've got my list here. It's all good. Uh, Let's see. Hang on. Hang on. And Sorry. Then don't give me this because I might have to ask you about like which never have I ever's we did for like the last sessions because I forgot to write them all down. I just have mine. <laughs> I I know, right? Like I've written a bunch down and I have to fi- figure out which ones I've 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 already asked. Okay. Um n- oh, okay. Never have I ever had sex with someone twice my age I, I i i would say it would go for half our age but i don't think that works for any of us legally so we'll say <laughs> we'll say twice twice my age for we're not the, old for enough for the record am i old enough for the record i have never enough. had sex with someone half my age or younger i definitely have not done that and yes that would be 17 and a half so that would be illegal <laughs> yeah. oh no it wouldn't technically technically <laughs> in canada 16 is, but that's yes i've so. not and then in that case i've not had sex with someone half my age I have had sex with someone twice my age. How about y'all? Twice my age. I was was 25 when I had sex with someone that was 50. It was his 50th birthday. And then I was, actually, yeah, it's exactly half again. I was 23 and he was 46. I'm mentioning so many he pronouns. I have. I'm like really queer, B-dubs. Oh, actually, I have had sex with a woman that was twice my age as well. Yeah, I definitely have. (laughs) I forgot about the woman. Definitely. (laughs) Um, yeah, when I was 20, I have... someone when I was 40, and then, yeah. uh, like, I don't even know the math, but definitely, for some reason, the women I've been with are just definitely, like, much older. Yeah, so, they're the definitely. <laughs> so hot. There's a lot of experience there. Yeah. Not, I want to say not lots, but then when I talk to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> Right. How about Honestly, you, it just it depends on the person. I find there's more variation within a demographic than there are between demographics. That's usually true in most data, data sets. So it wouldn't shock me that like of 35 to 45 year old women, there's like more variation within that data set of people yeah. than there would necessarily be like between 35 or sorry, 45 to 55, 35, to 45 year old men and other non-women. Mm-hmm. Um, how about me? I've never slept with someone twice my age older. Um, yeah, I've only recently started really finding women in their forties, really attractive. I don't think that was the case for me when I was younger than 30, but I did find women in their thirties really attractive when I was in my twenties. I'm always just kind of like decade older is attractive and I've never really gone for like twice, Mm -hmm. but I can see how that would be very doable in your twenties because like 40 year olds are super cute to me now. So I know I'm totally. having a bit of a um, like an age crisis where like the older men I'm attracted to are like only a few years older, <laughs> and then the, like, and then uh, now I'm I'm seeing a guy who's like 42, and I'm just like that's still only 14 year difference. Like, 
I remember when I dated someone who was a little older than that, and it was a bunch of years, more than 14. So. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly got to start being careful, though. I've had a couple times where they, they were of legal age, but I was not super comfortable with how young they yeah. were once I found <laughs> out. This happened maybe like twice where I underestimated it. I just thought they were older. And I assumed, you know, oh, well, it's fine because we're like at an adult event. So obviously they have to be of age. So you don't really ask. Right. But then I don't know. I feel like I'm getting to an age now where when I ask and they're like, oh, like I'm almost 19. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely difficult. So I feel like I have to start almost 19. Now. Yeah. Or no, she had just turned 19. And I was like, <laughs> got it. Yeah, I thought she I... said she was in mid school. She was in pre-med. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes to pre-med, at least in the sciences. <laughs> I know. Right. And then there was one other one. Um, he was, he's trans. He was AFAB and trans. And okay. we had been making jokes the entire weekend about him being a teenage boy. And the, the, I feel like this was a kind of a common joke in the <laughs> trans mass community because he had just kind of started testosterone and so he's got like the acne and everything you know he's like still got scruffy, kind of baby teeth. facial hair just yeah like the tiny little bits of like baby facial hair and so we were making like <laughs> like oh you're teenage such a creeper being with teenage boys like we made teenage boy jokes <laughs> all weekend <laughs> yeah that's so you know where this is going and then at the end yeah. of the weekend we exchanged information i look online and he was 19 and i was like what the <laughs> fuck is this in your mouth. almost <laughs> And he was no like, shade. I was like, I thought we were joking. I didn't realize I was actually having sex with a teenage boy. <laughs> and he, and I, I, I think I was like, yeah, I was like in my early 30s. And he's like, well, you're not that old. And I'm like, you need to be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> we're still on friendly talking terms, but it still is a little bit weird for me just because I'm like, you're so young. I didn't know. I didn't know. When, when I was like 19 or 20 and I would like hit on older women, I didn't understand why like a 27 or 28 year old woman would be like, huh. I mean, other than the fact that I was like a nerd, um, but like about age, they would, they would be like that about age. And I was like, well, normally I'm used to people having that reaction. Once I've told them I've like, I used to play magic cards in the library at lunch. Like I'm not used to people having that reaction. I just tell them my age, you know, nothing, you don't know me lady. Um, anyways. But as you get older, you start being like, wait a minute, how old are you? Ah, You just, you know, you don't want to, it just, it gives you the heebie-jeebies just a little bit. I know. I was at a photo shoot for my uh, physical trainer and he had like a bunch of his other like people there for him. And there was this guy that is like genuinely like a Brad Pitt type, but even hotter. Like he was so muscular Mm -hmm. and so fit and so gorgeous and then I hear like the photographer talking to him and then he just says like, oh yeah, I just graduated from high school. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, I am <gasps> disgusting. I have never once been attracted to someone like that much younger than me. And I was like, oh, never, never. And I didn't even talk to him. I just like. <laughs> gotta get, you hire Jennifer. him to mow your lawn. That's the first thing you got to hire him to mow your lawn. I'm not even asking like, I thought, I my suntan lotion. Can you put it on me, please? I thought the strategy with younger men was you mow your lawn first and then you hire them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have all these hairy bushes I see. 
You'll notice they are neatly trimmed for your arrival. <laughs> there oh. is a landing strip to guide you home. Landing strips are not popular anymore, Victor. Oh, God, I'm so old. I know, I know. Okay, but it is your turn. Uh, if you have one. Oh, is it really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me on track. I completely <laughs> forgot. You're too busy um, thinking about landing strips. And Brad Pitt. Never have I ever had sex in a bathroom. Yeah, I have. I have no memory of that, but I know I've done that. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> I just, like, I, I don't know specifically of a time that I can think of, but I just know I've done that. <laughs> I, I, can, I can think of a specific time, and it was specifically because I never had. I was on a date with, like, an old friend. So, I, yeah, I don't know if it was a date. It was like, I was in town and my friend and I, we just like went out to dinner and we had a history, but it was like years prior. And so we're just like as friends meeting because I was in town and we were, I, I I don't know, something about the topic of having sex in a public bathroom came up. And I was like, that's on my bucket list. I've never done that. And she was like, well, there's a perfect bathroom here. And just <laughs> got up and went. And I was like, I am not turning down this opportunity. And so... Uh, we had sex in a public bathroom and I crossed it off my bucket list. So I was, it was a really, really great time with this friend. And if I see her again, I will invite her to dinner again. Amazing. <laughs> nah, uh, sorry, do you have any story? I guess you don't because you've never done it. <laughs> it's, you're a no picture? You're welcome. I'm, I'm a no. I've, I have, you know what? I once had a partner request that I masturbate in a bathroom because she found it really hot. So I went into like the cleanest Starbucks bathroom I've ever been in. And it was like big and accessible and nice. And I was like, all right, I might as well get this over with. At the time we were having really fun sex and we were like camming together. And it was just like, it was a really good time. It was really positive at that point in the relationship. Yeah. I don't even remember. I just know it's one as a teenager, probably because like you don't have anywhere else to go. And I just remember the thought of being like handicapped bathrooms are the best. Yep. As as Try all the disabled folks for listening. Too long. <laughs> Allow for yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead um, if you wanna. Never have I ever played with piss play. Yeah, I have to drink on that one. <laughs> Drinking on that. One. <laughs> um, both as a pro dom, and I. I played with it a little bit to see if it was something I was I was into. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking. I've done it a few times in my personal and professional life. I've definitely topped it, but oh. I've never really explored a lot of like the bottoming side of a lot of fetishes. I've, I've explored some, obviously, but like, yeah, P is one of those ones that's for me is pretty far from what I would normally sort of gravitate towards. So I would definitely bottom for it if I found like the right partner, but I, it would require someone to like who really wanted to top me. I know mm-hmm. I've, I've never done it, but I'm surprised how many people have asked me to do that. Like people you would just never expect it from either. I actually have a yeah. theory on, on piss oh, play. I want to hear your Go theory. <laughs> well, in studying like the history of um, sexual educators, which obviously doesn't go too far back. Um, if you're familiar with Grafenberg, because he quote unquote discovered the G spot, <laughs> it's that yeah. named after him, which is like 
that's a whole other thing. But anyways. He like um, conquistadored his way into a pussy and like stabbed the flag in and was like, this is mine. <laughs> He's like, what is this? No one's ever discovered this before. Look what I found. Anyways. Um, <laughs> he wrote in some of his works um, that initially for a while he believed that squirting was um someone's bladder being you know essentially defective due to the intensity of the orgasm um but he did a bunch of studies and found that was not the case that it had that that the squirting fluid had no similar uh traits as urine that it was totally different and Mm -hmm. and he kind of explored in his work a little bit of the the thoughts that the fantasy of urination and an orgasm being so intense that you accidentally urinate that that goes way back in erotic literature like way back and so i have legit spent nights awake thinking about this wondering if that's where some of the piss play and like golden shower fetishes come from because we're talking like centuries in the past there's been Mm. erotic literature about someone that is peeing or, or pees themselves accidentally while having an orgasm. And like, I'm like, okay, so we're talking centuries back. Was this women squirting or people squirting and they just thought it was pee right. for however many centuries right. and then it kind of became a fetish? That's what I think about at night. I don't know where that, oh yeah, it was about a question about have you ever done piss play? But that was just something that I had to say because that's, that's yeah. honestly kept me up at night that I think that might be a part of where it comes from. I know someone told me the reason is because it's just like liquid coming from a vagina. They just want that. Mm, yeah. I guess a pussy. It doesn't come from the vagina. <laughs> but, That's fair. I know people that have an, you know, a like for both and find them yeah. to be different. I knew I knew somebody that once said, anyone who says you're peeing when you're squirting, I want them to talk to me because I've tasted both and they're very different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I would, I would also say that, like, piss play for the sake of piss play that isn't related to squirting. Like, for example, if it's a penis <laughs> that you're playing with, yeah. um, th- th- that's also a thing. And, like, if that's your thing, awesome. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that's penises. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I was, like, listening to the whole thing, and I was like, I think she's forgotten about penises. <laughs> I do sometimes. I, I love the G, but I forget about it sometimes. It's okay. Your turn, yeah. Robin. <laughs> oh, is it already? Um, never have I ever um, had sex with a co-worker, but I have some drinking. <laughs> You're not I have a hard time coming with ones that I haven't done. I can't. Yeah. Save some the of the have I ever. The only sex one, the only sex one, actually, maybe I'll do the only sex one I know that I have not done. I never have I ever joined the Mile High Club. I am an anxious flyer. I've never done that. That's the last thing on my mind. Also, I can't even pee in there, like fit in there, let alone (laughs) do shit in there. So that's on my list. I've never joined the Mile High Club. I want to. I've never done it. Yeah, I've wanted to, but it's also like... It's literally like one person would have to go in and squat on the sink and then the second person would have to come in after them and just like go down on them. Like I can't imagine any other way oh, to join yeah. said club. I don't or even I know if you feel in those bathrooms. Like they're Not so small. You can just stand in them. Like you can't even do anything. It's so small. I think small. they do that on purpose. I know someone that's done the Mile High Club not in the bathroom. 
So it was like a really long <laughs> flight. Story. And I guess the chair handle, like not handlebars, um, are, what are those arm things Arms, called? Arms, armrests. Thank you. <laughs> the um, armrests like went up so you could like lay across them. And apparently this girl, like he was asleep. And this girl that was like just on the flight as well, like didn't even know them, like blew his friend. And then when he woke up, she started like flirting and hooking up with him and then had like blew him as well. <laughs> they were just like in the chairs. That's really hot. I hope that was a mostly empty plane. And I'm so sorry to all the staff on that plane. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like it was like, it sounded <laughs> like there was blankets and like, no, nothing ever, like no one was ever caught. It was like a pretty empty plane. Well, and like, how would you, how would you, like, if you were a staff member, you wouldn't want to catch people having sex. You'd just be like, nope, don't get paid enough for this. Turn around and walk right back in. I know, and start, right? Like, I would just putting aside pretzels. As long as there's not like children around or something. A hundred percent. You would just recount okay. pretzels. <laughs> Victor, I don't, I don't necessarily know if, if, if like people come on, you know, to where podcasts are found to listen to this or if they can comment because I, I I have I have outlets where people can comment on this stuff while I'm doing it oh, yeah. or like right after. So if people are commenting on this, can you tell me if you are like someone that works in the airlines, like if you're a flight attendant? Amazing. Share me your story. I also I feel bad for you because I know what it's like to work with the general public, but I can't imagine working with general public on a fucking airplane. That would suck. So tell me your story. Like, I want to read the comments of people that have worked in airlines. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry you work in the airlines. <laughs> it sounds awful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty decent if you don't mind customer service and you've been with the airline you're with for a long time and have seniority. Um, my sister is a flight attendant. And Ooh. I don't think she loves the customer service portion. The oh. other people are great. And like the flying is fun. And like, I think it used to be when she started, I don't think she would find it fun anymore. Um, but yeah, after a certain point in any customer service industry, you're just like, why are people? Yep. And, and that's it all is, you got. You're just like, why hard. are people? Yeah. Working with general public is a, is a real pain and not in a fun way. So is this, is this mine? Yes. This is my turn. Yes. Um, Never have I ever thrown up from drinking. Yep. Mm, I have. A few times, not a lot. It's not fun to get to that point, but I've been there a couple times in my in my youth. Yeah, I'm definitely not a drinker. Um, I've done it twice. Once was on my 19th birthday, and like I swear I'm like the first person to ever be like, never again, and pretty much followed it. <laughs> because I think... <laughs> About wow. six or seven years later, again in Mexico, <laughs> we're playing like that drinking Jenga game. I'll do it. The first time I puked from too much drinking, I had just come back from Mexico. I was in Mexico for like five mm -hmm. months. And when I got back, well, there was a huge party from like my friends who wanted to celebrate me coming back. And we had like a Mexico theme party and it was nothing but tequila. And I got so sick. It was not a good time. Yep, that sounds like a bit of a challenge. And I'm pretty sure one time in my life I puked at a Denny's. It was in the bathroom, <laughs> so I made it in the toilet. Oh, God. I was like 20. 
I get yeah, that sounds about right to be like super hungover at a Denny's trying uh-huh. to get down like cheesy eggs to just like and greasy cheesy eggs to try and like make your hangover better and then throwing up in a toilet totally scans for early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's true. I mean, I didn't mean for you like specifically. I yeah. mean, I feel like people. <laughs> Sounds like Robin. <laughs> sounds like something twenty year old. I was kind of shocked do. for that comment at first. I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, scans for the twenty. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't last very long because I got into dancing and then I was like hardcore no drinking. But right before the oh. dancing, I definitely had my phase of like of the drinking and partying to figure it out, to figure out my limits, figure them out pretty quickly. Well, let's um, let's wrap the session there because we got through two full rounds and they were good rounds and we should do another one next time. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash victorsalmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie, both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>